the Gentleman's Review. And it was like a baby's arm, so I've had to stuck it in and have gone kind of inside out. Ooh, oh, God. Need to be careful. Hello, episode 15. Hello. Oh, already. Is it? Can you believe it? 15 what, what episodes. Now? Yeah, this is now 15, episode 15. Good luck. You told me we'd be rich by 12. The games industry now is massive. There's a, there's a new Tomb Raider game coming out soon. Hey, for me. Because um, I'm. I'm being... <laughs> what are you? Are you the person doing it then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm. It's going to make me millions. Is that? Wow. Well, yay for you indeed. Well, I, I've I've made uh, Lara Croft now into Larry Croft. Oh, I see. Which way um, this is going. And he's a gay now. Yeah. So whenever he drowns, he goes. Arr, arr. Has he still got the same tight shorts though? Yeah, and the guns, and for some reason the bra. But I had to use work on an old model. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, so because of the games industry being big, big and powerful these days, I thought, well, we should get into some of that, get a bit of that cash, you know. Mm. I'm rubbing my fingers now in that cash way. Why is that cash? I don't know. Mm. Do that in front of the microphone. Yeah, see, now the listeners will know what you were doing, whereas they wouldn't previously. <laughs> That's it. Um, so I thought, well, if I was going to create a game, I'd like to perhaps base it on a real-life situation so that more people would buy it. So uh, my idea would have been post office the game. Post office. Right, yeah. Yes. Okay. You get into the post office, you've got to get through the queue, mm-hmm. then you've got to get to the window, suddenly realise that they don't take uh, debit card because their systems don't work that day. Oh, mm-hmm. That's annoying. You've got to then get back into town, you've got to go around the town, find a cash machine that's still got cash in, because bear in mind, we're coming up to a bank holiday weekend, and weirdos are out there. They think that all the world's going to end because it's the bank holiday weekend, so they start taking all their money out of the bank. Yeah. Also, there's been a run on the bank, because of the uh, credit crunchy situation. Then they've got to get all the money out. They've got to change the money because they don't. They, they haven't got any change in the post office. Not unless you can pick up two golden stars, which will be floating above your head at some point during the game. Get into the post office, and then you've got to buy a stamp, first of all. Okay? Because you're actually in there. You're not in there for a stamp, but you've got to get and buy a stamp because uh, you, you want to get a uh, postal order the, to the tune of... £10.95 so you've got to buy a 25 pence stamp but they've run out of postal orders so you've got to then go up town to another post office who then have postal orders I know it's, it sounds weird but it'll work honestly you okay. get, they go up town to another post office hand the 25 pence <clears throat> stamp over okay they'll put uh, the £10.70 post order there you'll stick your stamp to it to make it £10.95 uh, then you win an extra life and then there's loads of shit with crocodiles. Ah. Yeah. And then you um, you might get to the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that would be a surefire winner. I think that would be great. <clears throat> mm. uh, uh, Tom, do you have anything? I, I'm, I'm still in awe <laughs> that suggestion. <laughs> I don't really know how you can follow that. I've been playing too many games over the years. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking uh, Labour Party political hack would be... A nice winner. You could, you could actually chart your career from starting university and entering in the backstabbing world <laughs> of the NUS mm. <laughs> or your, your sort of local student union, <laughs> all the way up to sort of slamming your way in with the local uh, 
you know, political, uh, sorry, prospective parliamentary candidates. <laughs> mm. uh, and eventually, so, you know, just generally eking your way through the, uh, the the local government system, elbowing other people out, <laughs> tripping others up, until you eventually sort of slurp your way up the greasy pole. I'd like to see that. Uh, you <laughs> know, to end up as Prime Minister. That would be great. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> kind of the nobbling, you, finding the sleaze, you've got to go around the street, find the sleaze on these finding. <laughs> Nicking policies off the Lib Dems, it's, you know, all, all the underhand tricks. Uh, you can actually have a multiplayer game, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only internet. We <laughs> <laughs> just eventually steal everybody's policies and you win. They're like Monopoly. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, Andy, you've got anything? Yeah, well, I was I was thinking, what with us sat here doing this, which is something that many people don't get to do. Yeah. Uh, you could make the game podcast hero <laughs> our, ah, our guitar hero you'd be sat on your sofa with a sort of a dummy microphone with yeah. four buttons on it and you'd uh, you'd have your, your mates either side with uh, sort of bon mo points floating down the screen <laughs> and when they get to the line you'd press the button on the microphone and say something to chip in at just the right moment to get podcast points that would be cracking yeah I, I think I, that'd be quite good and give everyone the opportunity to have a go and, and it would be equally skilled as <laughs> guitar hero which yeah, yeah. So you could have you know a whole whole room full of your mates, each with the little plastic microphones, all uh, all going for it and creating some podcast magic. But yeah, so it's been a weird week. It's been another week of uh, ups and downs in the stock market, but we're getting a bit used to that now. Yeah, hey, we- it's been a weird week. Yeah, because prize cock that he is, uh, Gordon <laughs> Brown, has suddenly been turned into a hero. Yeah, I don't know internationally. How. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both in America and in Europe, all these heads of state are saying how fantastic he is and how useful he's been in sort of suggesting this this plan. See, it seems an incredibly simple plan to me. Yes. And it seems to be also one that he just ripped off the Swedes or some other Scandinavian country mm, that they, they carried out in the last recession. But uh, Yeah, but it's like it's like modern art. It's no use sitting there going, well, anyone could have done that. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you have to be the person that actually did. But I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but isn't it strange how he suddenly becomes popular just after Peter Mandelson gets back? Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Do you reckon overnight he just went, right, I'm going to talk to all my friends in the media, we're going to talk to other countries, because he used to be a European guy, didn't he? He used yeah. to be Mr. European. Yeah, nobody liked him, though. No, well, nobody likes the Europeans. No, I, I, was, a bit, I was a bit annoyed. <laughs> that made no sense at all, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a little dismayed this week. He never usually um, apologise for not making sense. I'm obviously a bit more on the ball this week. Sorry, carry on, Tom. I, do I was just saying I was a bit uh, dismayed this week that uh, there was a story yesterday, um, a rather sort of gloating story, saying mm. how uh, Peter Mandelson, much as he's been given the, the trade and industry um, brief, yeah. uh, it's not been included um, uh, with it the anti-corruption uh, and sleaze ah, part of the yes. brief, which the previous incumbent had. <laughs> so the Tories are saying, oh, well, how suspicious. Why? Why <laughs> has he not had that? <laughs> There's a surprise. No, I think this is a bit disingenuous because hmm. it reminded me when I, when I used to be at school, we'd have non-uniform days, and I would yeah. go in and sort of like I didn't really have any jeans because I was just used to dress smart, and people go, ah, you don't have jeans, you're crap. And so yeah. the next non-uniform day, I would wear jeans, and they go, ah, you're wearing jeans, you're crap. And at that point, I sort of realised where they were coming from, and this is exactly how the Tories yeah. are doing this because if Peter Mandelson had been given this brief. They'd have been saying, well, what's the point in that, entrusting this brief to someone who's twice had to resign from the government under allegations of sleaze mm. or corruption. <laughs> so either way, they were a bit screwed by it. That's yeah. it. So he's actually starting getting the headlines of Flash Gordon now. I don't know whether he's ever had these before, Gordon Brown. Oh, yeah. This is how much <clears throat> the papers have turned around over the past month. Uh, but yes, he has been hailed as a global superhero. But uh, there's a chappy in the Metro, uh, Letters Page, insisting that you know it's just not going to work. 
it's not going to save him. Uh, no. Now, I admit that, <laughs> that it is going to be a bit tricky for him to actually win the next election just based on this. Yeah. Mm. But if he does, then I think it would be the most fantastic political turnaround ever. And I'm actually now slightly on his side. I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> it looks almost slightly feasible. Go, go. I would love to see him do it. One thing that uh, astonishes me is that there are still people, usually sort of not far left, but comfortable leftists, yeah. who are still blaming this current situation, uh, particularly in England, with you know the, the yeah. um, what's been happening in the banking industry and, and people making money from hedge funds and the like. Mm. Uh, they're still blaming it on the Thatcherite 80s. <laughs> they will not accept that Labour have been in power for over a decade yeah. and have to take some responsibility. I mean, I mean, as yeah. if, as if, like, there was no greed at all on the planet until Thatcher, <laughs> no. and they invented it. They sort of brought greed in at the yeah. 1982, you know, yeah. Conservative Party conference. I mean, I, I do, I do see to a certain extent that that, that it was it was the Conservatives bringing those, those Keynesian theories, which were, were deeply flawed, uh, which which gave the the market such power. Yeah, if that was the case, they've had eleven years yeah. to have changed it back if they didn't think that system was working. Really, yeah. surely. I mean, the- I'd like to say, if we're we rounding off the the um, sort of political and or economic discussion at this point, I'd like to give the final words to uh, <laughs> Mr. DJ from mm. Bristol uh, in the Metro. <laughs> and Andy might be able to bring us up as, as our non-practicing legal expert on this, but it's, it's another one of these classic examples that I love of letters that start out sensibly and yeah. end up just going off on. <laughs> saying, I think the government's freezing of the assets of the Icelandic banks is an abuse of power. This is the thin end of the wedge. It will freeze. Well, sorry, will it freeze my assets and class me a terrorist <laughs> if I can't afford to pay my credit card bill next month? <laughs> Surely, if you can't afford to pay your credit card bill, you probably don't have much in the way of assets to be frozen, <laughs> no. unless he's worried they'll freeze his debts. No, I was hoping that because I've got a, quite a large overdraft with the Halifax. Uh, mm. And I was hoping that when <clears throat> it would go under, but then I, I know what would happen. They would sell it to some dodgy geezer yeah. on a street corner. Well, I was, I was wondering exactly the same. Being similarly overdrawn yeah. to the Halifax to a rather large amount, I was thinking, well, if an investor, if as a mm. saver, you're at risk of losing your savings, <laughs> as a debtor, are you at risk of losing your debt if it goes tits up? And I was just hoping it would collapse. And <laughs> they'd just lose track of me in the whole uh, if, Farago. If that, if that was the case, I'd be outside the London Stock Exchange now, just. Whispering, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the big "the end is nice" sign. Yeah, so yeah. It does. It does worry me a little, though, that the government, even this week, they've just been turned down on extending this detention without trial for terrorist suspects. Yeah, quite right. So, but they keep trying to bring in all these sort of fiercer and fiercer legislation that, that supposedly are allowing them to yeah. deal with terrorists, mm. and every time telling us that they're not going to abuse these at all. Yes, and yet this and this guy, yeah. this point that this guy was trying to make but didn't really manage it about this this freezing the money of these Icelandic <clears throat> companies yeah. was done under anti-terrorism le- legislation yeah, yeah. Right. how um, can yeah. they defend I just that i mean i can't but, yeah that in the same week <laughs> they can say no no we won't uh, we won't use it for anything other than it's intended to apart from this economic stuff we've pushed through this week <laughs> yeah. obviously they just seem to be making stuff up like this i don't i don't know if it's to distract from something else that they're doing <clears throat> perhaps they're creating a secret underground nuclear base somewhere that we don't know about, but they keep coming up with these, this this terrorism stuff that they they want to hold people for more and more days. Whereas MI five have said, well, granted, ex officers of MI five have said mm. we don't want that. Why would we want that? The police yeah. have said we're not really wanting that either. <laughs> so who is it for? <coughs> it just it's seems to be show. It seems to be causing <laughs> controversy. Oh, controversy! Wherever you're from in the world, it's the yeah. Home Secretary. That's it. Yeah, yeah. She, she is, is a, Jackie she Smith, is a fucking idiot. 
They all are these days. Is that her name? I yeah, forgot her yeah name. it is. Yeah. yeah, she is nearly as bad as Hazel fucking Glears, yeah. and that's saying something. I, I'm, I'm going to say something mildly contentious now, and this, this isn't generalising women at all. Please, ladies, don't ring in and beat me up. Ring in where? To this, to the number on the website. There's a number to ring in. Yeah. Um, is there? Yeah. Oh, you're not with it, are you? It's not mine, is it? No. The number is oh seven eight one seven. No, it's it's on the website. You can ring in and leave a message. It'll be. It, 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 it's quite clever because you, you, you can leave a message. I can't remember the number, so we shouldn't really have brought this up because mm. I've not got the website in front you of me. You can edit it in later. If you go back what's to the, the first uh, or second, what's podcast, the number, Martin? Oh seven oh nine two. Oh, thank you for that. I'm glad you like that. Um, what Sorry. were we talking about now? Um, you were, oh, you yes, were going I'm... to say something. <laughs> yes, I remember. Painfully, uh, regressively sexist. <laughs> That's it. Um, claiming beforehand that it in fact wasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be the same kind of outburst that is usually preceded by I'm not oh, a racist, racist but. but. Yes. yes. I'm not as sexist, but the women who choose to go into politics, these are the women who choose to go into politics, none of them. Why are they such dim-witted? That's just off the top of my head. I could have probably come up with about a thousand more uh, insults for them. But they they all seem to be the same. They all look like middle management in a small bank somewhere. They all have quite a nasal way of speaking, even when they're from the north, which is even worse. And then they kind of go into politics wanting to change it, rather like they do with men. They want, <laughs> they're going, they're wanting to change the system completely. So so if, if a woman was in charge, we'd have no House of Lords. We would have no men in politics whatsoever. Um, would we have a House of Ladies? We'd have a House of Ladies. Yeah. We'd have all Baronesses, mm. apart from Margaret Thatcher, who they would just duck in a pond somewhere. What for being too blokey? Yeah, for selling out. That's it. Yeah. <coughs> See, the only, the only Hazel um, fucking players. There you go. Yeah, yeah. She. That's the first <coughs> thing. I, I agree. Regardless of uh, uh, the listeners' opinions on that, I think we can all agree that Hazel fucking Blears doesn't just sound like an idiot. She actually is one. <laughs> yes. And over to Tom. Uh, no, all I was saying was the, the only exception to your rule there always is one. Yeah. Was, um, oh, yes. Estelle Morris. Who, oh, yeah. And, and where's she now? <laughs> <Just disappeared. laughs> That's mm-hmm. it. Which is strange because she was a reasonably able politician with integrity. He yeah. just sort of said, well, I, I can't actually do this. Yeah. Uh, I'll step down and do something I think less challenging. Not, and know. then just disappear. There's another letter I found in Metro. <clears> I should <throat> have read this out last week, but it's still funny. Because, uh, yet again, this, this chap just shows himself up to be a total ass in the last paragraph or two. Um, I recently received a foreign coin in my change. Or oh, so I thought, yeah. writes Lawrence Allwright, top twat <laughs> from Cambridge. Mm. Um, uh, after looking at it, I realised it was a new five pence piece. The design of the tails uh, side bears fragments of the corners of some flags, which means nothing to anyone except the most dedicated flag spotter. Written across the middle are the words five pence rather than the digit five. <laughs> thus ensuring anyone who does not speak English or cannot read will have no idea of the value of the coin. <laughs> there is nothing on the coin to say it is British until, and this is where you let yourself down, Mr. Fucking Allwright, yeah. you turn it over, <laughs> where you find the face of Her Majesty. So it's, it's only a mere 50 whole percent of the coin no, that indicates its Britishness. What, what, but, what, but, but how, how 
evil and are these coin designers now mm. that they make you have to go to the effort for turning the coin through 180 degrees yeah. before you can verify it is in fact legal tender? Yeah. I'm not really... Well, uh, this is only assuming you can't read, because obviously if you could read, then you still get to read the words five pence on the... Uh, yeah, but the best is yet to come. Tales. Mm. As, as in true <clears throat> Metro Letters page last paragraph fashion, it states, If this reflects the quality of British design nowadays, no wonder the French have to build our nuclear power stations. <laughs> <laughs> Let's swerve right left into ah, a completely yeah. different subject. A bit hypersensitive there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's this thing that <clears throat> is the same size, shape and colour as all the other five pences I've seen since the new design was introduced? Yeah. Can't possibly be a five pence because it looks vaguely different on one side, you fucking twat. Mm. Yeah. I remember being given a load of shillings by my uh, grandfather because he had a big bottle of uh, pre-decimal coinage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming this is back in the day where you could still use yeah, shillings as five it, yeah. peas. Suddenly, a load of them disappeared because <clears throat> my sister and her friend had gone to the shop with them. Ah. <laughs> so, how the bloke th- thought when he just put it should put a big bag of shillings down onto his counter? Mm. God, yeah. these people have been frozen for a long time. Well, there were, there were um, shillings between the, the new five pence and florins, the new ten pence. Yeah. Before they, yeah. they decided they were obviously taking up too much metal and shrunk them down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my dad used to keep old florins before a certain age because he insisted they had actual some silver content yeah. before it went on to other alloys. I don't yeah. know whether he was right or not. Has he ever cashed them in? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's, he held on to it at some point in the future when times are really dire that he's yeah. expecting to be able to extract <laughs> the think, silver yeah, from I them. I think I want to verify that before I was really desperate and relying on it. <laughs> You go, oh, they're just about to come around and repossess the house, but don't worry, dear. I've got all these old florins. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Bollocks. Well, well, we are in the area of the country of the coiners, of course. Uh, well, mm. nearly. They're just slightly over that way. Yeah, down the way a bit. Yeah. So uh, we, we could just carry on coining, I think. Uh, better than those crappy uh, £1 coins that have been coming into circulation. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, I've heard of them. I've not actually seen one of the fake I, ones, I have, but... have one, <clears throat> had one of them. It looks like it's made out of pastry. Yeah. It's did you manage to palm it off on summer? Uh, I did actually. Yes. Work. Um, they, they, they're weird. It's, it, it does look like somebody has just. Well, it, 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 all, all they've done is they've, they've poured some molten metal, metal out in some really bad moles, which aren't particularly deep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and 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 then paint sprayed them gold. That's all they've done. They have put gold paint on them. No, they've sort of edged little notches in around the edge with a pen knife first before <laughs> yeah, they sprayed and I did see one of them with the uh, the inscription around the edge you know, on the shoulders of giants or whatever. Was it a two pound coin? Yes. Yeah. It's, whatever is on the <clears throat> whatever Latin inscriptions on the the pound coin. But yeah, that 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 was kind of going uh, diagonally down the coin, and disappeared somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I quite like those. I think yeah. I, I should collect them. I think the most important factor is: do they weigh right so that uh, vending machines will take them? No. 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 <sighs> that's the problem. Oh. <laughs> that's how I check them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you got one well, that just looks not... slightly dodgy, just stick it in a bandit mm. and just see if it falls through or not. Yeah. Oh, and that bus drivers are usually fairly good for palming ropey coins because mm. they don't often check. I, I um, was was buying a book from a charity shop. It was mm. the Oxfam shop mm. in uh, in Halifax, and I rooted it into my pocket, got a load of pound coins in it, and was paying for this thing. And I said, "Oh, bollocks! I've been given a fake pound coin." Handed it to the guy and just said, "Can you just sling that in the bin?" Because mm. he wasn't going to palm it off on him. <clears throat> and he said, oh, no, I'll stick it in the box. 
<laughs> so he's thinking, look, there, there's going to be, there, there could well be someone, you know, the Oxfam headquarters, tossing up this money, who who finally loses their belief in humankind through seeing this faked coin that's been stuck in this charity box. Do you reckon any, any of the buttons that fall off the garments go in there as well? Possibly. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've done a few actual um, sort of collections for uh, charities and things yeah. where, where you tot up the money mm. and you do get foreign coins and old <laughs> and, and weirdest things in what is in people's minds i think they probably mm. think oh they can take the, this foreign coin <clears throat> to uh, a bureau de change yeah and, and and swap it for english money i can't be bothered doing that so i'm going to stick it in this bucket well, mm. may, yeah maybe they're confusing it with those collections you get on the way back from holiday on the plane where the uh your stewardesses come round and collect all your old foreign shrapnel for some charity or other. Uh, Maybe they think that just have you not? I've I've had it. I think it's just you come back and they sort of say, you know, because you can't change your coins back, give them all to us and we give them to some charity or other. There was somewhere in Halifax that used to change coins. Really? Yeah, most places only do know. Was it just you and? Did they just see, he looks a bit gullible, let's just take all his money off him? No, well they did it for the whole plane and I'm not sure I could be asked digging my wallet out of my bag so they probably didn't get anything off me anyway. It's just a trick then isn't it for the it's, it's probably just the stewards beer money for the next <laughs> trip time anyway yeah and frankly if i was sat on on that plane bored shitless for three hours or whatever it takes to get to your average holiday destination yep i'd be wanting to be very drunk too that's it they're, they're saving up for a half bottle of whiskey to steady the pilot's hand so he can <laughs> land properly. Yeah, that's a, yes i mean what do they do these days when they, they take off and they land and in hmm. between is just dealt with by uh, avionics and yeah Magic. Electronical microchips. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yes, Grandad. <laughs> That's good. Has anybody seen this? Um, I think this was midweek. Uh, Wednesday. <laughs> There's not really much you can say about it, but it, uh, if you haven't yeah. heard about it, it's fantastic. This <laughs> chef, um, who... <laughs> it's actually, it's meant to be saying that this, this copper was sent round because yeah. this, this death had been reported. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so he's sent round sort of like, he's looking into this kitchen where this dead body is. Yeah. And obviously, because they didn't want to be inconvenienced, this, this chef guy is just preparing food on the work <laughs> surface just at the other side of it. So he's, he's busily making kebabs um, whilst flies are buzzing around the corpse of one of his employees <laughs> who died suddenly. He got and, to admire uh, that. But he does, he does, if you read into it, this guy had so many run-ins with, with the health and safety lot over the years. He's, now, he's just been banned totally from working with food ever again. <laughs> <laughs> he's not allowed to go near it. Well, you know, so long as he's not licking the corpse and then licking the food, frankly, you know, let him get away with it, I would have said. Re- reading through it, you could almost assume that he might have done that kind of thing. Ah, right. <laughs> he did sound a bit iffy, didn't he? Was it? he having sex with a corpse <clears throat> and preparing the food? Yeah. During the previous 12 months, visits by environmental health officers had found the premises infested with rodents, with the dead rat under a pan. <laughs> <laughs> Faulty fridges was, and moody food. Was it on the hob? Food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could have been. Was it just burning the rat to add a bit of extra heat to his... Feeble yeah, well, gas so stove. Fuel prices, what they are these days, you've got to make do where you can. <laughs> <coughs> make do and mend. Yes. Well, along the uh, along the hygiene line, I've got a story here about uh, people with poo on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Andy. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, a study by the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Apparently, mm. claims that one in four commuters has bacteria from feces on their hands. Um, oh. The further north they went, the more often they found commuters with faecal bacteria on their hands. Men in Newcastle were the worst offenders. Uh, apparently, uh, up there, 53% of men compared with 30% of women in Newcastle. 
Um, <clears throat> and 36% of men compared with 31% of women in Liverpool have uh, poo hands. Oh, God, so, no. Yeah. So next time I go to Newcastle, <clears throat> just say, no shitty hands, I'm not going to... Yeah, don't don't shake, you. don't shake hands with anyone in Newcastle. Or perhaps put a rubber glove on beforehand <laughs> yeah, and yeah. spray them. Make a, make a really big point of snapping it on, <laughs> shaking hands, taking it off in that turny-inside-out way so you don't touch the outside, and then burning it in yes. front of them. It'd be quite good if you use flash paper like magicians yeah. use as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't mind me, poo hands. I'm just uh, keeping clean. <laughs> I'd, I'd have liked them to have gone one stage further and actually <clears throat> found out whether, you know, in what percentage of cages the, the fecal bacteria that they found on these people's hands that actually come from them. What's that? Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Can, can, yeah. can you can you DNA poo? Do you think? <coughs> I mean, well, you must be able to. There's probably going to be cells in it. Some size, like yeah. Yeah. Well, the stupid thing is, I mean, of course, most of this will be picked up from. Hmm. Handles, just no handles. Yeah, <laughs> things that just touched by absolutely everybody. Perhaps so. there is just one tramp who gets a sexual kick out of a <laughs> embedding himself, well, embedding a door handle into his ass every night. Just sort of rubs himself backwards and forwards, going, "Oh yeah, mm. oh yeah." Well, I have no idea what well, their accent is. Over there. Usually a bit high though, so you need to you need to be watching out for a scruffy looking bloke carrying a small stool around <laughs> it, uh, like a little step stool, so he can yeah. hop up on top of it and then, lowering yeah. himself onto it, just rubbing himself, but <laughs> yeah. now and going. That would be <clears> all it takes. Going, oh, that's a really nice feeling. So we're still in Newcastle. Though. Yeah, that's how they speak there now. Yeah. It's, on, it's on the train route back from Scotland, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as a guy from South Shields once said to me, Geordies are just jocks with their brains kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell the Geordies where their brains <clears throat> kicked out. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the book. Uh, I was wanting to get another bottle in, but everybody else is very little. Yeah, you, well, that's I think you, it's, it's because you're drinking out of a jug and can therefore just pour it down your face. <laughs> Whereas uh, us, having, us having to struggle with proper glasses, it's a bit smaller than our pint glasses. Mm. Yeah, I'd run out of pint glasses. When I had you, you, you'd smashed one like an incompetent fool Yeah, just before by, the podcast started. By dropping an ironing board on it. Yes, yes. Oh. <clears throat> Why you keep your ironing board suspended from the ceiling above your drainer, I don't know. I like it. It's just asking for trouble. It's kind of the sort of Damocles thing. It gets me, it makes me do the washing up far quicker. Yeah. With the revolver. Out <laughs> <What> of <a> fear. <laughs> yes. The revolver, the the ironing board, yeah, the knives. Yeah, well, I, I do notice you have got it suspended from like a big hairy bit of rope where you can see the individual strands pinging off every couple yeah. of minutes. I, I also have a camera trained on it and it is shown on my big telly at the side of the room. With a dramatic music. But of course, it, it, every time it comes back to it, it's the same strand twanging. Yeah. Yeah, you cheat. Like <laughs> yeah, the, 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 cheat the, in the editing. The, hair, the hairy rope and the nuclear bomb are the two things that are never quite yeah. as far on as you expect them to be. <laughs> <clears throat> See, so if anyone ever says... Martin, what is the connection between a hairy rope and a nuclear bomb? You'll be able to say, oh, well, actually, yeah. I know that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I've got a nice stretched analogy here. <clears throat> I can only assume this is why. <laughs> Put it away, man. Uh, yeah. um, I've torn this letter you're, out. Your stretched anal what? Uh, uh, anal, anal G. An A G. Anal G spot. Um, where are we? Um, somebody uh, commenting on <clears throat> the assertion that uh, it's dehydration rather than ecstasy that kills people. Right. So, yes, the cause of death is dehydration rather than the toxic properties of the drug, but when people die from cancer, the cause of death is organ failure, not the cancer itself. 
Uh, without ecstasy, the people would not be dancing until they drop, whereas without cancer, the organs would not fail. That's not quite the same, is it? Not in no. my book, no. No. <laughs> no. When, when you said ecstasy, I thought it meant like spunking up or something. No, no. I could see myself dehydrating from doing that for many hours. Uh, yes. You'd have to go for it a bit, though, wouldn't you? I God. mean, you can, you can generally pop yourself dry and still not be that close to actual medical dehydration. <laughs> imagine if you were... Imagine, though, if, and there must be out there in the weird world of medicine uh, uh, a situation where, where your, your man fluid re, um, is replenished quite quickly mm. so that you could just keep going and keep going and keep going and it's pumping <clears> it out like a hose. <laughs> now, that would be a nice... Investigation. What what is the best combination of food and or drink to to immediately replenish your nads? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, there's bound to be something. I'm <coughs> sure I read somewhere that uh, uh, your porny stars eat lots of lettuce because that improves your volume. Apparently, yeah, right? Does it? Oh. I'm sure. I, I could just be making that up. But when I, you I say volume, do you, you, we're talking about of liquid. The, yeah, the volume of pop. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try not to look into it too deeply after watching that Gunter von Hagen's program where he chops <coughs> and chaps. Entire bits out and has a great look at them. I didn't see that one. Oh, it was quite fascinating, but still, and and I was watching it in that kind of hardened way you do when you watch that. Going, Ryan, I'm watching this <laughs> I don't, scientific I don't get interest. That excited by it, in all honesty. No, no, you might, you might sit there with your <laughs> hardened state, but I do. <laughs> I was referring to an emotional state as opposed oh, right. to physical. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> Oh, the gaping world. Um, if I was that yeah. big to fill that, that'd be fantastic. Um, no, I mean, and he pulls it all out and he sort of sticks it on the sound. It kind of, it kind of goes... It's like seed from uh, Aliens. Yeah. Or Alien. <coughs> uh, it comes out. And he's, he's, he's pointing it out and he's going... And I didn't realise how much fluid actually comes from the prostate. Mm. And I, I didn't realise that, that all that area there <coughs> was just there for making the fluid that will eventually ejaculate the sperm... Uh, onto a duvet. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Seminal fluid or whatever it's called. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a seminal. It's that seminal good. Idea. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was fascinating. But it's still, uh, it, it, as I say, I was trying to watch it detached as a kind of hardened sort of watcher. But you, but you can't, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, I still couldn't avoid going. Oh, I feel <coughs> a bit sick now. I, I, I was watching one of those dreadful Channel Four or Five shows. Years and years back, when I got in from the pub, turned Word. and it was uh, showing a, a penis extension operation. Oh. Ooh. oh, God. And they really should really show that program to anyone who's <laughs> contemplating it. Because <laughs> 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 what do you have to go through? To oh, Jesus. Just, I think the point, I mean, the actual incisions and s- sort of sewing up is bad enough. Yeah. Uh, but... When when they get to the point of sucking bits of fat with a needle out of your ass yeah. and injecting it into your cock to improve mm. the, uh, the the sort of uh, girth, that's it. I'm just thinking, really, would you bother, yeah. isn't it? If, if if anybody out there is feeling a bit bad about their cock, um, which frankly, why you would feel bad about something that's so cool? Mm. Um, frankly, ladies, you could do worse than have one of those. Um, read uh, Richard Herring's book, uh, Talking Cock. It's very good. It's it's almost an academic work uh and uh, almost and yeah well it is it's, it's funny as well and um, but it's also if anybody has any doubts about their cult just just read it it'll make you laugh and make you feel far better about yourself hmm. you. it's up there with one of those things i'll tell you there we go mm-hmm. right, you better get the 
pocket to plug something of ours <laughs> <laughs> on his next potty. Yeah. Do, do we not have to actually produce something that can be plugged first? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's quite difficult to just say, listen to this podcast. <laughs> Knock out some kind of pamphlet over the next week. We can sell off the website. Oh, I'll corner him in Edinburgh <clears throat> next year if I'm up mm. there. <laughs> the microphone go, dip, down. Yeah. Talk to me. <laughs> Let's sell you another DVD. <laughs> <laughs> As he did last time, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, Richard, it's me, Martin. How are you doing? Who are you? Would you like to buy a DVD? <laughs> do, do, you know, me. No, DVDs, yeah, I've, I've got to fuck off and do something important. Do you want anything else? No. Buy a DVD. Oh, I'll just buy that DVD. <laughs> oh. Uh, although I don't think you've seen that ending yet, have you? Um, the DVD? Some, some no, I haven't it. yet. Which is it? Is it of his current one? No, it's of his. What he did, he went back and recorded his older shows. Mm. So for the purposes of you know some posterity, really. And this is one they did a few years ago. Anyway, enough yeah. of Richard. Yeah. I don't know who you are, Herring. <clears throat> okay, later on we, we did our chat, but no, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to just stick at that moment. It's a who are you? <laughs> not that you're bitter. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not actually, but. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but, but it's more funny yeah. if I am. <clears throat> uh, in case there are any people listening who are interested in 40 and the Phenomena, oh, yeah. and they were delighted by my mentioning the, the possible uh, big cat around in the Halifax area mm-hmm. uh, a couple of podcasts ago, sadly there's been no sightings of it, but I did pick up an interesting article about something in West Sussex, Balcom Primary School. Uh, yeah. uh, it's on lockdown <clears throat> after a big cat was seen on the prowl making... In inverted commas, terrible growling noises. <laughs> <laughs> now, it says here that staff and pupils saw the one-metre-high beast from the playground, uh, prompting the head to write a letter to parents and reinforce the perimeter fencing. Um, the head said, the reason I know it was not a domestic cat was because of the awful sound it made. <laughs> not the fact that it was a metre tall. I love the fact <laughs> yeah. it an awful sound like, a really bad, grrr. Grr. Yeah. That's that is awful. So it, it could have been better. It could have been three foot tall with you know slavering yeah. Yeah. massive fangs. But if it was just going, <clears throat> yeah, well, thought, well, oh, no, it, could, it could be a domestic cat. Crack the window open so I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kid's face is gone. Never mind. Yeah. But yeah, they really need to read a bit of uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, no, read a bit of Conan Doyle. Um, just to teach them how to express a really terrible sound. Wow. That's it. My sister's been reading it recently. <clears throat> she, I think it's the first time she's ever sat down and read Holmes. Well, she, well, is that the uh, the beekeeping book or the monograph on tobacco? <laughs> uh, it, it, it was it was the monograph on tobacco, <laughs> different ash, types ash of tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Ah, ashes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she's been reading yeah. reading um, Conan, Conan Doyle, so reading the Sherlock Holmes stories, uh, and she was expressing her delight at the amount of uh, description of contorted faces. At the point of death, <laughs> and I love that. I, I, I want the expression so did it, horrible. Did it use the fa- phrase "rictus grin" at any point? <laughs> yeah. I think there probably is. A, thing there. It's yeah. been so long since I've read them. I think I've made the mistake of that <clears> um, <throat> Stephen Fry did, and he went on to Mastermind uh, to do, and especially subjects with the stories of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. And I think those of us who have read Sherlock Holmes over the years and read them as, as teenagers, and read them uh, in adult life, and you know, every few years just mm. sort of sit there and read them all again. We all think we're experts on it until they come down and ask us questions and we go, oh, God, I can't remember if that was that story or that was this story. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. it. Until you actually... I mean, I, I know for a fact I've read the whole lot yeah. at least twice. Yeah. 
Uh, and <laughs> look at there's like 50 odd stories. <laughs> you never remember what happens in which one, does it? Although I do think, I, I, I hope that I never ever read the little bit in uh, Study in Scarlets, which is, simply states, uh, from Watson's, it just reads, Excellent, Holmes, I ejaculated. <laughs> yes. If you can read that without laughing, then oh, yes. you uh, just, just okay. give up on life. It is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the most famous <clears throat> lines now in Holmes. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> and I hope I didn't uh, destroy that by just smashing my microphone to the floor then sorry uh, I know you're such oh, an attention seeker aren't you <laughs> someone, someone else is talking I better hit my microphone a bit it's these microphone it's these bloody <laughs> headphones that kind of slide all over the place <laughs> on this on my, my extra long hair it's going to go oh, see, yeah. you know, before you we started he was he was gloating about the fact that he's got the posh headphones yeah. but as soon as something goes wrong oh, yeah, suddenly they're so, slipping he's off he's not so clever now is he no. <laughs> suddenly you want to take the little in paddy somewhere. bit in the middle you want to stitch some velcro onto that so it just attaches <laughs> to your hair when you put them on or I could just have a haircut I suppose yeah that as well yeah that would cost know. money though yeah, yeah. Oh, I velcro would be cheap it's my shampoo's fault because it's too slippery to make it shiny can't you get your mum to cut your hair why, why would I get my mum to cut my hair? No, him. Not you. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, my, my main opposition Yeah, can't to... he get your mum to cut his hair? <laughs> I, I can only put it down to being from Yorkshire, but I just there's something alien to me about the concept of paying money to someone and yet going away with less than you went in with. <laughs> Which is go. what? You the experience of, of going to the hairdressers is, yeah. <clears throat> for many, many years, my mum cut my hair. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can do that. It's not like she's far away. <laughs> so that would be something, wouldn't it? She'd be retired now. <laughs> Just knock on the door, I can hear me hair cut, mum. So, so, so why did your mum cut your hair? Because she was a nurse, wasn't she? Was she, 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 she did she use no, no, to lay no. out corpses? Martin, she was a housewife. All right, okay. <laughs> in in at that point, a reasonably working class family. All right, that's okay. what we did. <clears throat> I know, I know you with your your posh birth certificate and your yeah. southern upbringing won't appreciate these things. <laughs> yeah, not not in birth, only slight upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't guess but it. What was it? What was it like though? Because I I used to get my hair cut by my mum when I was very little, which did just result in me having a complete gay lord's haircut. <laughs> well, yeah, for the, for the first god knows was, how many years was it of my page life. Page boy, was it? It was a bit, yeah. <laughs> oh no, mine was precisely that. I mean, the amount of times I was just mistaken for a girl <laughs> up until the age of about six. <laughs> <laughs> Little Tamina there. Uh, Traumatizing. Yeah, it was only only when I went to a proper hairdresser's and I. Uh, and uh, discovered rather the joys of the buzz cut <laughs> for a proper boy's haircut. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Although I'm, I still I still laugh at that experience where my my dad decided to invest in an incredibly cheap pair of those shears. Yeah. Because uh, you know, but balding but distinguished as he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought this would be quicker for my mum, so mm. I asked for like a number three cut. Mm. Uh, but she chose the one that had three written on it, which was three mil, which was actually a number one cut. <laughs> he he yeah. actually looked quite good with that. I yeah, as in fairness, yeah. he he could carry off the very short. Yeah, he could, but he, he didn't like clip. it. Yeah, I mean, your your dad with it with that cut and, and the little triangular mm. beard he grew that time, fantastic, looked fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm genuine saying that it looked great. Um, but yeah. Oh, I'm about finished on booze now. So am I, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so what I'm going to do is we're going to go over uh, and get the booze. We'll cut this bit out. Oh, that's nice. All right. Yeah, I'll cut it up. That's, that's making me really hard, is it? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Shall I put some in your glass? Cheers, mate. Yeah, you want then? All right. Yeah. Yes. Just going to fill my jugs up. Hmm? Are we done? I'm just filling my jugs up. There we are, for Christ's sake. It's 
going all fizzy at the end. Is it supposed to do that? Alright. Cool. That'll do. Right. Let's go back to it. Where were we? You were doing the southern accent, Andy. Huh? <coughs> Tom and I were doing a kind of northern one. Uh, Tom was doing a better one than me. Shall I do that again? Huh? I think you should, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no worries. Here we go. <coughs> uh, where are you going again now? Um, we're back then. Um, so, yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, I do like this booze. Do you? My microphone's gone weird, but yeah. That's nice. Sorry, that went real near your head then. I do apologise. I wasn't aiming at you. It's okay, it didn't actually hit. It nearly twanged off my stew. Well, I do wish you wouldn't keep wanking in the podcast. <laughs> <coughs> oh. I imagine if you could... You know it puts the other servers off. <laughs> Was he doing it again? Yeah. I've not noticed this week. Well, I mean, you have to be looking quite hard. <laughs> yeah, I always look hard. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, while we're before we're doing that, I, I saw another quite amusing story of uh, not so much twats of the week, but shit, shit parents of the week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so a mother has driven for 12 hours across the US to abandon her teenage son in Nebraska under a law allowing adults to leave children at state hospitals. <laughs> And not That's even weird. not even a little baby that yeah. she couldn't look after. She's waited until the poor bastard's a teenager and then decided <laughs> to drive him to a different state to dump him. Uh, so it goes, it goes on to say, he's the second teenager from outside the state to be abandoned there. The first, a 14-year-old girl from Iowa, <coughs> was returned home after being left by her grandparents. <laughs> and I did wonder reading that. Whether uh, whether she was actually you know being brought yeah. up by her grandparents or whether they were just looking after her for the <laughs> week like, yeah. while her parents <laughs> were away or something and they got back and like, no we uh, we drove her to Iowa and left her at a hospital. God, that's that's depressing because we've all seen various comedy sketches where where people wanted to have their kids aborted hmm. in their mid-teens, <laughs> but but <laughs> <Right>. still, yeah. <laughs> yes. Is there any way to get in touch with them and just pointing out that if they get any sort of sixteen-year-old lasses dumped on them? I might, I might be able to find uh, somewhere where they can be saved, yeah. yeah. I if yeah there, was, uh, there was quite a good quote at the end from uh, a chap who uh, works for the state. said, uh, this is not what we intended when we said we wanted to increase Nebraska tourism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have heard the same story. Mm. But I there were several that, that had been like, mm. a lot of people were just taking advantage of this to dump uh, yeah. <laughs> unwanted kids. Sort of twanging going on, but yeah, I mean, I, I, this week, of course, there's been the uh, was it was, was it last week the guy in Australia, the mayor in Australia, who was because the the town in which he was living had too few women mm. and too many men, decided that he would just put out a call for them. Mm. But I think he put it out as if there are any women who uh, are pretty much ugly, they should come to this town because <laughs> yeah. they get some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't go into any more of that song because I've not really read the papers this week and I don't know the facts <clears> of the matter. So, uh, so you've got to admire his bluntness there, really, haven't <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> Angler woman, come over here. Yeah. Uh, on the subject of children, though, the, the bile that has been raised by this story in, uh, and again, my paper du choice. Um, <laughs> I didn't read the story, I must have missed it, but there's apparently this family, the Neesums or Neeshams, um, who I seem to be on a spectacular amount of benefits. Mm-mm. £2,269 a month. That's pretty good. Yeah. For themselves and their 11 offspring. Um, and and all of a sudden, 
people, uh, why should the taxpayer be expected to pay for children their parents can't afford to raise? The government should only support up to four per family. And if you choose to have more, you're responsible for paying for them. I'm sure that would prove a better form of birth control than any pill. Oh, well, I, 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 I clearly wouldn't. No, not if people are fucking Catholic. No. Yeah, they can't afford to have them now, but they still do. And, you know, what do they... Uh, is, they is he advocating that they just be left to starve if they have more than the four that he's proposing the state should look after? Well, yeah, it does happen. Um, well, this is probably, apparently the story was <clears> that they were fed up because their four-bedroom council house is too small for the family. <laughs> <laughs> so what did he just say? He's all right, lay down, love, and pops them out. Mm. Maybe if Mr. and <laughs> Mrs. Neesom spent more time job hunting and less time reproducing, they wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really argue uh, with logic. No, that, no, that's it. It amazes me the people who... Uh, oh God, I'm, I don't want to carry on with my character of... Right wing yeah, yeah, Go on. No, I'm <laughs> not going to. I'm going to say, oh, shut up now. Um, so, yeah, people keep inviting me to Christmas <clears throat> parties at the moment. Do they? In fact, I've done. I've done it myself because I was so bored of people inviting me to Christmas parties. I invited you guys to my mulled wine. Thing. Mm. I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You see, at least that's a mulled wine do. Yeah. Rather than a Christmas party. It I, did, I, yeah. I, until it gets to at least the 20th of December, I don't think you can be classed as a Christmas party. No. I mean, I mean, I do tend to dress the place up Christmassy because I quite like the comfort of the mulled wine <coughs> and the. The carols and the f- no flashing lights in my house, no, no flashing lights. That's that's a terrible thing. Flashing lights, don't do it, kids. Step away from the flashing lights. Buy some baubles by all means. Spin them round with a torch pointing at them, mm. so that they make shapes on the ceiling. But do not buy flashing lights. Wise words. Nah. Oh, I like mulled wine. Yeah, I, well, somebody every every year somebody complains that it's not proper mulled wine. Why? What's uh, what needs to be in it to be? I don't know. I, I do. I do. Well, what I put, is it? What is improper about I, yours? I put the nutmeg in there, and I put the the cinnamon, and I put the cloves and <coughs> the uh, bits of orange juice in there. The brandy, it all goes in there. But every year somebody <laughs> points out something else that I've not done, and I incorporate it every year. Something else I've been. Compl- Last year was particularly embarrassing when you forgot to mull it. Yeah, that was uh, it. Where yeah, I just, that's, that's I just took out the bottle that year, didn't I? Yeah. Well, I, I kind of warmed it slightly on my thighs. Yeah. Yeah. I think they pro- people probably had fair comment then saying it wasn't malt, proper malt. Yeah. Right? But fuckers, you, know. you, you bringing up the subject of gaudy, common, flashing lights. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> story in the Sun today about a couple who uh, apparently put fi- 50,000 lights each Christmas on their home. For fuck's sake. Cunt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Our, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, I think that was entirely deserved. Uh, I'm pulling the plug because of sky-high electricity prices. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, but yeah, yeah it goes on to say how they've raised, over the past 20 years, they've raised £15,000 for charities with their display. Um, but then goes on to say last, uh, last in 2007, rather, the six-month lecky bill was £1,200. So if they'd just not done it yeah. and put all the money they'd spent on electricity for their gaudy, shitty, scratchy lights yep. to the charities, they'd have raised more money. Or at least taken a cut. Mm. You know, I, I think it's naive of people, <clears> if they're going to be raising money for charity, not to take a cut of the, the eventual proceeds... Because you're going to have expenses. Exactly. You you put it down to covering admin. That's admin term. fees. I mean, how many lights did it say they had? Uh, 50,000, apparently. Uh, 50,000. Well, if they're, if they're listening, might I suggest that next year, to save on costs, they mm. could just get one light 
and fifty thousand mirrors. Yeah. Ah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, I'm, the Doctor Who's just landed again. But yeah, I, I mean, last year when I I, I did that uh, marathon for Mongs. Yeah. Uh, I at least, uh, <coughs> I mean, I, I took a cut of it because the helicopter was quite expensive. Mm. Uh, and obviously the £700 running shoes you needed yeah. to stop yourself getting injured doing all the running. That's it. And You the, needed them. The hotel room, uh, that, that was, that was yeah. five stars. The so rent that, boys. The rent boys as well. You can't be expected. You've got to oh, relax yeah. properly That's before it. the race. That's it. And still they whinged when I gave them £2.50. <sighs> I had raised several <clears throat> million. But yeah, you know, but that's administration charges, I'm sorry. It's just looking a gift horse in the mouth, it is. isn't it? Complaining about stuff like that. Some people are just fucking ungrateful. Yeah, I, I mean, they still hugged me. Yeah, they do that, though. Yeah. So that was some sort of consolation to the rudeness of they the charity owners. hugged you with tears in their eyes. They did. Tears of ingratitude. They wanted to go on, on, on the helicopter that I'd used to run the marathon on. If you had enough helicopters to fit all of them in, that would have cost yeah. even more. And then you'd have had to charge them a couple of yeah. hundred quid rather than giving them £2.50. And this is another thing. When I landed at the, at the <clears> finish line and got off, they whinged again. Not only them, the, 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 the so-called officials of this event. It's a fucking farce, That's Martin. It. I don't know why you bother. I don't know. I, I really shouldn't. I think I should just give them no £2.50 next year. No and one not appreciates bother. you. That's yeah. it. God. Mm. Did anyone see this... Uh... Streaker, what's well, a streaker? Skinny dipper, I suppose, in Japan. Oh, well, I saw pictures on the Beeb site. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the palace, <coughs> palace mert. Mm. What, what amused me about the story was not just the fact of him doing this, uh, climbing rocks and splashing around in this in this sort of moat thing, but uh, it says the police. So the man kept on paddling away for more than an hour as the police chased him with a long stick. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was, that's a fantastic yeah, image. That was the most inventive they could be for yeah. up to an hour was just to sort of have a big long stick. What trying were they to hoping to do with it? <laughs> were gonna, were they, how are they going to make him stop with a stick? Were they going to hit him until he stopped? Were it they going to poke him in the ring with it? I was just going <laughs> to, well, just imp- impale him with it and lift him out like a, a called, giant skewer. Called the Vlad method. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the nice called the stinger uh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the nice little sort of uh, end of the story was just. Uh, from a, a spokesman um, saying if you actually know what's in that merch you do not want to go skinny dipping in there <laughs> <laughs> so god knows what he's referring to yeah. naked men unless maybe it's got them fish what swim up your winky <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the entire palace sewer just empties into there <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> or regal turds floating around <laughs> actually, no. another, another top story was um, I brought the picture along for you because if you've not seen it it's well worth looking at yeah. it's a uh, prize winning as well but this guy that had um uh, <coughs> uh, an image of uh, Stephen Hawking tattooed on his leg. Hmm. Uh, okay. As a tribute to the theoretical physicist and his achievements, it says. Awesome. Well, that's, that's quite nice. Fair enough. Yeah, fan Jack Newton pictured says uh, he's yeah. been working good, on some groundbreaking. Name mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, he's been working on some groundbreaking scientific research and is, is an example of how illness does not necessarily stop a man from doing great things. He's an inspiration to us all. Oh, there you go. That's one of the more valid reasons I've ever heard for getting a tattoo. Yeah, it's uh, the training artist came up with the idea after reading the Cambridge Professor's bestseller, (coughs) A Brief History of Time. To be honest, he says, I didn't understand the word, but I respect the man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, related to that, I do have Oppenheimer tattooed on my bell end. Yeah. (laughs) In in the weird one, underneath it, he's got the the Python line, he's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> was that a previous tattoo that just happened to line up, or did he do that deliberately? Have a look at the image and see what you I mean, think. At least mine's related. It does say I'm a, I've become destroyer of worlds along the yeah. shaft. Oh, oh, that's yeah. no good. That, that was in a, a unique fit of optimism some years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> that's, that's not actually a bad uh, representation of his face. You can see why it's won awards, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that's for the benefit of people out there in uh, audio land. It really is. A very good oh, picture. Yes. It is. It, it is photo real. <clears throat> if you can imagine a picture of Stephen Hawking on somebody's on leg. leg, that's pretty much that, it. That's yeah. what you want to be looking yeah. at. Yeah. But it's slightly, slightly disturbing because it does seem to have a bit of oyster poking out from under his, under his teeth. And, and one side of his face is it's kind of breaking up as if, you know, in that 80s video effect where the pixelization, they're kind of coming off in blocks. They go, yeah. Only it turns out you can't actually reattach them once they've been cut off. Oh. <laughs> so the joke was on him. Oh. <laughs> cool boy error. Yeah. Anyway, uh, twat of the week time. Are we, uh, are we all uh, queued up and full of twat? I'm full of twat. Oh, yes. Okay, who wants to go first? Uh, shall, we, shall we have Tom going first? I can do. Well, as you mentioned, this has been sent in uh, by my listener. Uh, and the twat is uh, from Beetle Ringo Starr. I'm sure most people will be aware of this. But showed himself up to be a twat this week <coughs> by telling his fans that uh, he will not be signing any more memorabilia, autographs, or anything after the 20th of October. Yes. We're not quite sure why he's chosen this date, mm. but uh, if he thinks that's the date on the envelope, it's going to be tossed. Uh, um. Yes, that was that was uh, received from uh, Ms. Lisa Goddard of Manchester. Marvellous. I love Lisa Goddard, she's a very good <coughs> animator. Right. Hmm. Well, I, I read this out on her behalf, but mm. the only things I could actually say would, would be to try and uh, back up Ringo's stance on this, <laughs> which, which would detract from me my the, it's the advocation of, of it. As to a to my mind, is not so much that he's decided not to like spend hours signing shit mm. for people, but that he's announced it in such a thoroughly obnoxious manner. He did the peace and love thing, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, in, yeah, in a I, way that seems almost calculated to piss people off and make them think he's a cock. If you'd just not said anything, yes. and if anyone mentioned it, just went, oh, yeah, I'm really busy, so I probably just haven't got round to it yet, <laughs> then people would probably think nothing of it. No, but the fact I... that he's come out and said, yeah, don't send me stuff... I disagree. In... <clears throat> I disagree. He well, you're said, wrong. He said, I'm warning you, with peace and love, which is a bit twatty, yes. uh, I have too much to do. No, he doesn't, you know, though, does oh, he? Yeah, I'm if sure you... he's rushed off his fucking if feet. He something... doesn't even do Thomas the Tank Engine anymore. Look, fucking... <clears throat> the deal is... He produces or, you know, creates music that people want to buy and they buy it because they want to listen to it because they enjoy it. That's the deal. And that's as far as it should go. Now, if people have been sending him stuff that he has been signing, yeah. that's in addition to that. I think that's going, you know, one step beyond. It and is, if he's now I... saying that he's one not going to do that, step beyond. at least he's letting people know so they're not no, sending th- him stuff only to then be disappointed. <clears throat> I think he. Uh, I think it would have been much worse if he'd not said anything uh, and people I think had continued to send him stuff. Especially if you've seen the film, which admittedly you won't have done from reading that, but he did do it in quite an obnoxious manner. Yeah. So I, I think he's twatty for doing does it in it a ma- way... Does it make music or does he just still hit a drum with a spanner? I can't remember. I don't know. Just... I, I thought he just coasted by on other people's laurels from several decades ago. 
but I might be wrong. Can't be bad, though. Can't be bad, dude. <clears throat> well, anyway, on to Martin. Well, this is actually uh, a twat <coughs> and a murderer. Um, but normally I wouldn't put them in into the same, you know, twat. It's a twat and a murderer is a murderer, and never the twain shall meet. Mm. Uh, but this is about a jealous husband who murdered his wife because she announced that she was single on Facebook. Now, first of all, her her mistake to begin with was actually having a status on there. Uh, most of us know that you don't put anything on there status-wise. It's a good idea because at the moment that you split up with anybody, straight away you've got people going, are you all right? Mm. Never a good idea. Yeah. Um, and secondly, <coughs> frankly, that's just a slight overreaction. The fact that they split up and she was entitled to go out and see other men, uh, or women even, if she wanted to. Hey, you never know. Let's not be presumptuous in this. Some, well, um, no, she could be, uh, you know, injecting money into the local economy, as we've it. already discussed. And especially now, <laughs> Facebook's become such a mockery. Um, really, I think he's just a twat for reacting so badly. That's, that's my only twat of the week, really. Right. Well, that's one to consider. Well, I shall uh, close my eyes and think about that carefully then. after that careful and uh, hard to think about that I think twat of the week this week has uh, got to be Ringo Starr ah, I, think, see, I, always, I never <clears throat> win and yet the one time I do win I don't actually agree with yep. the twat <laughs> and that's that's partly why I've gone for that <laughs> <laughs> so there we go yeah so congratulations Tom and Lisa Yay! Yeah. Yeah. going back to the Facebook story are you telling me that there are people <clears throat> so sad that they will actually pay attention to what your status is? Oh yeah, <laughs> mm. I might I might just change mine to single just to see if I get any interesting oh, offers. You will, you, well, well, usually <laughs> um, it, it's happened to in the past where, where where friends have changed their status to single, and I've I've, I've said, "Are you okay? Are you all right there?" You know, because it, it's, it's, you feel obliged mm. to yeah. do that because it comes up. So and so has changed their status to single now. But yeah, oh, I think it'd be quite cool, though, wouldn't it? Mm. As, as a tip to, to any listeners, if you're in a relationship and you know it's okay, but you think you could do better, yeah, change your status to single and see if you get any offers. At least then you've got your options <clears> open. Yeah, mm. and and don't go out with a fucking loony who's going to stab you to death. Yes, that's that. I think really is the take-home tip for all of us, isn't it? <laughs> yes. But you were you were saying uh, Facebook's a bit of a farce nowadays. You're not. A, are you not a fan of the redesign? No, I'm not. I mean, I <clears> I, I I think it's uh, the the joy of Facebook was for for. People like me, was who have uh, quite m- many celebrity friends on there, because it was almost a status update, <laughs> status symbol. Yeah. You, you looked at your, looking at <clears throat> looking at that wall, and you had all these famous people who put their little comments on there, and you felt quite good. But now it gets yeah. all m- m- mangled uh, up with everything else. But essentially, but, essentially, you're finding it hard to display the size of your celebrity <laughs> e penis. Yes. So what I do now is I I, I spent several hours deleting everything in between those. So, so now, now my wall is just <coughs> is just uh, people's comments because frankly, 
Uh, it's not just celebrity comments. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious then, but mm. it's, it's kind of friends' comments and things like that. It's quite, you know, little, little. Yeah, I don't like things. the way that they've mixed in the yeah. things that people have actually written with the sort of news feed. Yeah, that they seem to have done that. And they completely ignored the people <coughs> who liked the old system uh, because they thought it was going to be better. And I hate people who redesign things just for the sheer hell of it. Can I just say at this point, mm. fuck them, what do they want for nothing? Yes. That anybody yeah, whines yes, about can. this kind of thing? No. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, the big thing that gets to me is that it seems to be such a resource I know this is a terribly tedious and mm. techy thing to say but it's such a resource hog the old one was fairly yeah. lightweight yeah. and you could nip around in it quite quickly but this one it sort of loads and looks like it's loaded but still slows everything down mm. while it does 101 fucking things in the background That's just it. to put on all the pointless bells and whistles that you don't really want oh, or absolutely. need and that just clutter it up I mean, it's it's a weird thing because it's used mainly <clears throat> um, as uh, a marketing tool for the comedians that's all. <laughs> it honestly is because if you go go through and look at the majority of any celebrity on there, they're yeah. going to be comedy related. Um, and so it's, it's, it was nice to be able to sort of just zip backwards and forwards quite quickly. Nowadays, yeah, as you say, <coughs> it's resort on green. It's horrible, mm. and uh, they completely ignored it. But the fact is, they do fill it full of advertising, which they always did. Yeah, but it's still better than what happened to MySpace. Yeah, I thought. I think the big problem with MySpace is when it let you customise your own page so yeah. you've got people having shit music and horrible gaudy flashing backgrounds <laughs> yes. everywhere and it just yeah no I mean there are a couple of a few <clears throat> people who do the music thing and I did, I did the music thing a little bit of music you can stop it if you want to yeah but the rest of it was generally plain but no I mean it was, it's the bands the bands infested MySpace oh well yeah the bands who try to send a friend invite out to everyone yeah. on the system and you go hey Hey, your name. <laughs> we thought you'd be interested in our band. I've just realised from, from my <clears> one <throat> remaining clipping that I brought with me, mm. um, I could have actually nominated Joel Taylor as a, another possible twat. Well, in which case, the twat <coughs> of the week is you for not having spotted that. Uh, well, I've not read again. it until I, until I cut <laughs> it out. Um, mainly because they've either written this piss-poor little article um, or they've put their name to it. Uh, the headline being two beers and one for my primate, uh, which is about as weak a pun as you can get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the story is quite enjoyable. It's just about this Japanese tavern that employs these little monkeys. Uh, yeah. Did you watch? Have you seen the little film of that? No, I've, I've got some photos it's ace. here, but it oh, did look really, really cool. <clears throat> mm. um, but uh, <laughs> this story starts off. Uh, some waiters <laughs> might seem as much use as a monkey, but in one Japanese tavern, that's because they are. Hey. Yeah. Why Why would you ever go to a restaurant and the first thing that springs into your mind go, these waiters are as much use as a monkey? <laughs> Rarely do I do that. I'm usually lusting after <clears> them. <throat> they do have quite attractive waiters in most restaurants these days. So yeah, for, no for just writing that, <laughs> then I, I don't like Joel Taylor. Which is a shame, because most of the people that write for Metro, I think, are quite good. Really? I now, I, in fairness, I haven't read Metro regularly or in any kind of depth for a couple of years, but it always used to be the home, I can only assume, for people that were just too fucking incompetent to get <laughs> journalism jobs anywhere else. Has it raised its game a bit recently? I think it's, it's... Well, in recent times, it, oh, I've got reasonably high standards, <clears throat> and most articles are well written. They, they may be slightly short, they may not be as in-depth as you want them, but they're certainly not badly written. Yeah, apart well, that, from this one, that is an improvement then, because they were used. It's, it's to more it. like these days that they're employing quite talented work experience kids. All oh, right, okay, as yeah. opposed to shit journalists. Yeah, 
So it's that more that standard of English. Well, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know that you, what sort of paper you're in for when you open on the page two. Mm. Page two is the serious news. Yeah. So you've got the political story, the economic story, another serious news story usually to do with crime, and then on the <coughs> opposite page on page three, you've got an yeah. entire page on like a pig that's had a giant cock tattooed onto his back or something. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd read that. That's <laughs> you know that's by the by. What with a bisexual and writer? And again, yeah. you know, you're not paying anything for <laughs> it, so. Can you really complain? Yes. Uh, yes, you can still complain. <laughs> well, you can. <clears throat> but it is for Obviously. Off of free. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, this week of the main story has been city traders. Now, I've got... I don't understand city traders at all because, on the one side, they are supposedly the most macho men in the world. Because if you ever hear them talking in pubs, it's those... All right, there, Jack. How's it? Bullish market. You bear market yeah. today. That's big swinging dick. That is just covering up, though. It is. Yeah. And uh, what I'd like to do is, as a suggestion, you know, a little suggestion for the end of the show. I think it might be kind of fun. Um, is if we just went round and uh, came up with insults for these these uh, big swinging dicks in the market. Uh, and I'll just like to start with Andy. Yeah. In in all honesty, actually, now you suggest that, I think that is the most fucking cunt witted idea. I have ever heard you dribbly cock end, Martin. <sighs> All right, then. Well, all that's left then is to say bye bye. That was the Gentleman's Review podcast presented by Martin Wolfenden, Andrew Wilson, and Tom Stringfellow. It was produced by some floppy trouser bits. For more information about this podcast, go to www.thegentlemansreview.com.